Welcome to our first episode of this show where we'll be looking at classic comedies, deciding do they hold up? Could they be made today? Are they still funny? And today we're going to start with the 1995 comedy Clueless. Amber, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. About a girl named Cher at a Beverly Hills high school, her trials and tribulations. Honestly, if I had to summarize this movie, I don't know how concisely I could even do it. It's like eight movies in one movie. It's bonkers. It's bonkers how many different movies it is. It's like, it's four different movies that take place over the course of like two weeks. Yeah. Like the timeline is two weeks long. I feel like it was a Netflix series that was condensed into roughly 90 minutes or however long the movie is. Uh, but I, I understand that it's based off a book, so they're trying to jam all the storylines in the book. But when it starts out talking about, you know, they're trying to set up their two teachers together because I think the two teachers are miserable, that seems like it's going to be a, a, a plot line throughout the whole thing that's going to drive the movie. It just disappears. We forget about that. There's sexual tension between Paul Rudd and Ashley Silverstone. There's sexual tension between um, uh, Ashley Silverstone's friend and Paul Rudd and then the new guy that turns out to be gay and Ashley Silverstone and then transforming the, the new girl at the high school into a popular girl. There's just so much going on and it's jumping from plot to plot to plot. It's just kind of messy, but at the same time, it's, it's harmless. This was at a time when like, I was fully aware of everything going on. And this was just pretty much a, an Alicia Silverstone vehicle. Like it was... You, you say that it's like she was a thing in 1995. I don't remember 1995 as well as you might, Chris. But who, who the hell is Alicia Silverstone? She was what a, happened after 1995? I, I mean, she was a thing. Like, uh, well, well, she was in... Uh, she was in the Batman movie. Yes, that's the only uh, thing as Batgirl, that I can and I think that was at the end of the '90s. Maybe I don't remember when that was because it was a terrible movie. Uh, and I don't even remember. Was it George Clooney? Was it a George Clooney one? Or I was think it the... I think it was the George Clooney uh, one, or, or was it the same with Danny DeVito? I mean, th- these '90s Batman movies were not very well. well okay, memorable. first off, we're gonna have to go back and visit that because the original Batman was an awesome movie, but like Alicia Silverstone was a thing in the '90s, and like she was. She was like one of like the, you know, like Jennifer Aniston for like the friends and all of that. Like she was something. And Alicia Silverstone was kind of a a younger version as well. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, But she was a thing. And I think it was really just meant to be a vehicle for her. And like she's the lead of this bonkers, bonkers movie. And the thing it worked out for, I mean... If you would have not told me any of the context of her career after the movie, I would have thought that she would have become a star because she plays this role really well. And it's just a harmless, innocent, funny high school comedy. And it has similarities to a lot of other high school movies in any other generation, even though the styles of the mid-90s are completely irrelevant. Like the outfits in this movie are bananas. And the, the references to Paul Rudd mentioned something about Marky Mark in the movie, which I think is funny because I'm pretty sure <laughs> Paul Rudd and Mark Wahlberg, if not, have worked together. They definitely probably know each other now. Um, this is Paul Rudd's one of his first major movies, too. By the way, I should mention that. He's only been acting for like three years when this movie cam- comes out. And he hasn't aged a bit. No, he, uh, I mean, he's a vampire because he looks the same in that movie as he does today as Ant-Man or whatever. It's it's crazy how much he looks exactly the same but let me take a step back and just talk about the, the themes and the like clothes and everything all of the like references and the clothes and all that they don't hold up not even oh, in no. the slightest bit whatever right like that was a thing that was a huge thing as if as that. if was a huge thing ow get off of me Ugh, as if uh 
the one dude in class talking about his Cranberries CD and flipping through one of the like books. I still have some of those like CD books hiding someplace in my basement with What's old CDs. What's a Cranberry CDs. CD? <laughs> I'm just an honest question. I don't even know. The, the Cranberries were a popular 90s band oh, like uh, the from Cal- Ireland. Like the California Raisins? No, not the California Raisins. That was the 80s. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's 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 ridiculous to see the clothes. Like, first off, her computer ahead of its time. Again, like this is 1995 and she's got a computer set up where she like scrolls through and picks her perfect outfit and sees it on herself. But seriously, I actually have a way normal life for a teenage girl. I mean, I get up, I brush my teeth, and I pick out my school clothes. That's ahead of its time. But uh, I want to get your opinions because I, I got to know what you thought of uh, the Jankos. Do you even know what the Jankos were? I have no idea. Okay. So you remember in the middle of the movie where she's uh, she's explaining kind of the clicks, which is a stereotypical yeah, yeah, teen yeah. movie thing, right? And uh, there's a group walking down the like walkway in the middle of their campus, their high school campus. And she's talking about, she's like, she says herself, I don't understand the fashion today. And they're all wearing those jeans oh, those, that are like huge yeah, jeans. Like really you baggy, could fit yeah, like yeah, yeah. five people in one of the legs of your jeans. Those are Jankos. That, that's the click name is the Jankos? No, no. The, the, jeans, the, the jeans, jeans are the Jankos. The jeans were okay. the Jankos. Like that was a thing. Like that was – if you – like if you want to be cool, you had a pair of Jankos. Well, I interpreted it as that – click that was walking down the the path and she says i don't i remember that scene i don't understand the fashion today i understood them to be losers i would imagine that anybody that's of a certain age uh that remembers jankos remembers like you had to have jankos and like that was a that was a a brand and like the style was a certain way um and then they also had uh uh, the other, like, fancy gene was Jabos. I'm probably not even pronouncing that anywhere near correctly, but, like, they were, like, a fancy name brand, and they were not nearly as huge as Jankos, but they were like Jankos, and, like, that was the thing. I don't know if 90s clothes and Jankos will ever come back into fashion. I was going to say, I, I hope not, because um, I can kind of see... If that comes 10 years from now, I'm just not going to catch up with it. I'm going to be very out of style. But yeah, I, I mean, if that does happen, then the fashion this movie all of a sudden really does hold up because it really doesn't. And there's like a lot of 90s references that don't hold up that are funny if you understand the context. There's one scene where Paul Rudd and Ashley Silverstone are watching TV and they're watching CNN and it's the, the conflict in Bosnia co- coverage of that on TV. And Ashley Silverstone says, I don't understand. I thought they declared peace in the Middle East. And I thought that was hilarious just because, like, I, I, that's recent history enough and I, I know of it. And it's like, that's funny, but that joke 30 years from now, like, that probably not. doesn't hold up. Let me ask you a, another reference because it was early on in the movie, too, um, where she's talking about Nagzima. And the, the first question I had to myself was, do people even know what Nagzima no. is anymore? No. 
I, I, I never know. Like I'm, I'm asking you about Jankos. <laughs> I'm asking you about Noxzema, and you're looking at me like I'm coming from Mars or something. So I gotta ask sometimes, make sure that Noxzema like, is kind of familiar now. I, 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 mean, I was alive in the '90s. It's just a hazy. It's things like that that like I'm going back and watching these movies and being like, I get that reference. I get that reference. Yeah. Like, and and they they hit home perfectly because some of them it's meant to be like. It's, it's fan service, like, at the time. Like, everybody who's watching this movie understands the the genes. They understand Jankos. They understand Nagzima. They understand that, like, trying to look pretty and, you know, cute. And I'm going to go get myself a soda, which they call it soda. It's pop. It, I mean, let's let's be real about it. In a lot of movies, if you lose those things, the, the premise and, like, the bigger picture can still hold up. And with this movie, like we said in the outset, the plot is all over the place. I mean, it's just, it's very messy. It, it j jumps from thing to thing. I mentioned all the sexual tension. There's sexual tension everywhere. I was well, sexually got, tense during it. This they've got two terrible. ugly duckling storylines. Yes. Not just yeah, one, two. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that was a thing for the 90s and the uh, yeah, 90s totally. teenage movies was the ugly yeah. duckling that you're changing. I mean, they even went into the 2000s too, but then like that was the thing. And they dropped two of them in and that still doesn't even explain what the storyline no. is. And neither of them were really that important to the, the payoff at the end. No, not at all. So like I just kept I kept getting I felt like I was getting fooled and at, by the end of it I felt like I watched like a bunch of different thirty minute storylines which would have made sense unless it's a TV series um, but the things that do hold up throughout that like I said before are the high school cliques like the 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 kids wearing Jankos um, I interpreted them as being losers but you had the popular kids um, which actually Silverstone is in and her friends are in you had like um, actually Silverstone's best friends boyfriend you interpreted to be a jock no matter what era donald Faison from scrubs you I mean you can say sure yeah, so that yeah. so that the younger audience yes can yes yes sorry understand who yeah. it there is, is somebody right? that you recognize in this movie as donald Faison, <laughs> uh by the only person that you might recognize um other than paul rudd and paul rudd, rudd. yeah those two when paul, paul rudd you're definitely gonna recognize because he had an age from that movie when he's in his 20s to this is 40 when he's in his 40s by the way uh now I don't even remember her name, but uh, but her Alicia Silverstone's best friend. You know that she's like she got like hammered. She was canceled in cancel culture no, like that. a couple of years ago because like she kind of came out as conservative. So why the title? There goes my social life. Because there went my social life. I mean, as soon as I came out with the tweet and came out as a conservative, everyone turned their back on me. So and so from Clueless, and like that was how they because. I don't know if she was even in any other movies that like other than maybe Lifetime movies. The fact something. that they reference her, if they reference Ashley Silverstone today, they'd say from Clueless shows the movie's significance and the fact that it did well and it's culturally important and people recognize it. So I think that that says something to the credibility of the movie. And like I said about the things that hold up and clicks and, and high school dynamics, no matter what, go to Animal House, which is a college movie made in the in the seventies. A lot of things in that movie would not hold up for this generation or future generations, but we all understand clicks, we all understand social dynamics at schools, and I think just feel like any high school or college movie from any generation has a degree of it that will just always hold up. Yeah, because just the, the the clicks are kind of the same, even if the styles change, even if the references change, the dynamics in a school are always kind of the same. You kind of understand it. Um, so I think that's the thing in this movie that holds up the best is you just kind of understand the dynamics of the school. Even well, even if you don't go, if you haven't gone to, most of them haven't, a wealthy Beverly Hills high school yeah. or even a wealthy private school in general, 
you kind of kind of get that. One thing that I'm sure probably holds up uh, for the youth of today um, is uh, the step sibling thing because like. <laughs> <laughs> you got Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone, and they've got this stepbrother, stepsister thing. You're young and beautiful. And, uh. You think I'm beautiful? You know you're gorgeous, all right? That's apparently a big thing right now is, I, is the stepsister, uh, stepsibling uh, yeah. porn that's out there. And uh, apparently they made, they, they made good on it back in the 90s. I, I never. It's become kind of a joke online about step sibling porn because apparently it's just like a trending thing now. So I don't know how that started, but maybe it started with Clueless because that so that made me uncomfortable throughout. And I guess it wasn't a big deal when it came was I kind of noticed early on. Again, I watched this movie once. so I haven't had the, the replay value of it. There was this weird tension between Paul Rudd and Ashley Silverstone in the very first scene that they're together. But it's like, that can't be. Yeah, they're step siblings. That can't possibly be a thing that's going to happen later in this movie but it was and i never was comfortable with it i, I don't know yeah. if it was like at the time it was like a cute kind of romance no like no it it, it, <laughs> it just is not cute and uh that's the last that's kind of how it ends spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert for the, the end of the movie with them together it's not with i mean they show the, the the teachers that they set up together at the end they show all these plots kind of come back up toward the end of the movie but this is the the climax of it and i didn't the payoff wasn't there for me it was kind of uncomfortable yeah well she makes she, she has a line where like again spoiler alert sorry they're showing the like wedding right and you it's you're meant to think that it's actually alicia silverstone and paul rudd that are getting married yes yeah, and yeah, she yeah. has a line where she says as if i am only 16 and this is california not kentucky you may kiss the bride and then in the very next scene, it's not going to stop me from making out with my stepbrother and probably fucking around wait, with him. Wait. So, in at the time, was it thought of as weird? In the, do you even do you remember if it was? Yeah, weird yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it was weird as hell. I, I mean how they like i don't know who the ad wizards were who thought we're gonna put together this movie where stepbrother and stepsister end up fooling around with each other throughout the movie like then thought like that's a good idea that's good unless they were so forward thinking like aliens from the future that came to like 2020 and knew that the trend was step sibling porn and we're like you know what we're gonna do in 1995 we're gonna have alicia silverstone and paul rudd act as step siblings and fuck around with each other so i guess that i mean i think we've talked about this bonkers movie more than enough yeah um so the question is is does it hold up so the the messiness of the plots, um, the the stylistic and uh, cultural references of the '90s, like this stuff doesn't really. It was hard to grapple with, and I think people younger than us would even have a harder time with some of that. But like I said a couple times already, it's it's an innocent, funny movie, and I think with a little bit more understanding of the first go around, I think I could enjoy it more the second go around. I think it would be a good thing to remake maybe as a Netflix series. And I'm going to say, yes, it does hold up. Well, I think there was a TV show. I think they actually had a TV show at one point, uh, a clueless they TV did. show. So um, 
I mean, I think it does hold up, um, especially uh, just bringing back one more thing. At the very beginning of the movie, she's driving around in her Jeep on a learner's permit all by herself, smashing into cars or whatever. Uh, I think it holds up because white privilege, right? <laughs> if you want to watch a totally bonkers movie that's all over the place, yeah, yeah why not? You don't have to think too much about it. You can just kind of throw it out. Yeah, exactly. So slightly different reasons, but we both agree uh, that it's two. Yes, it does hold up. 